Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And sharpen your spoons, we're looking at Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you doing today? You know, I am I am here. I'm like both excited and distressed to talk about this movie. I have so many thoughts that are jumbled in my brain. How are you? I am doing great. We are here at the end of our Dog Days month. We've made it five Thank stupid silly goodness. films in a row. Uh, and of course, as always, listener, please don't forget to subscribe, write a review, tell a friend, and be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash starring to hear a, a good film being discussed this month with a full-length watch-along commentary on Jaws, the OG Jaws. But that's not the only reason that I'm excited, Amy Jo. Not well, tell me, not Jeff, because we're talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Trash, as we apparently are now calling it, uh, but because we have a special guest on this episode. Listener, you may have seen him on the New York stage. You may have heard his voice in such things as Pokemon or in Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. He's our good friend and adopted son. It's Evan Mulpey. Hi, Mom and Dad. Well, hello, son. <laughs> so happy to be here with my family. <laughs> yes. Yes. For, the, for a nice family film mm-hmm. that we, right. we have for years gathered around the fireplace and... And burned copies of this film. This one's you know? Yes, every August right? we gather around and watch Robin Hood, Prince of Trash. Um, you know, this is this is a family film, though, or at least it was. This was the second highest grossing movie of 1991, just I under Terminator that. 2, Judgment Day. I'm wow. so proud of this movie for that. <laughs> this movie did that, Wait, I, so I'm confused because you guys see, keep on saying Robin Hood, Prince of Trash, and mm-hmm. it's Prince of Thieves, right? Because I don't know why you keep on saying it's trash because it's such oh, a I good see. Oh, that oh, was just the jaunty name that I named this Zoom room with, <laughs> slip of the finger, I'm afraid. Right, but Prince of Trash would, would suggest that it's a bad movie, but this is actually a very, very good movie that everyone loves. Yeah, yeah, you, you would art. call a movie Prince of Trash if it did not have Alan Rickman in it. And this no, movie has Alan Rickman, point. so I don't think you can call a movie Prince of Trash if you have Alan Rickman doing his best I'm calling to push back against the tide of everything that Kevin the Prince of Tides is doing. I'm this. calling. I would love Barbara Streisand instead <laughs> as Robin Hood. I'll take that over Kevin I think Costner. I'm calling Kevin Costner the Prince of Trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's his title. I'm I am casting no aspersions on anyone else. Almost everyone else is doing their best. As we all know, every bag of trash has diamonds in it. <laughs> there's a there's a, at least one diamond hiding at the bottom of that trash can. Uh, yeah, and though he might be the prince of trash, you know that's why he's got to get all scrub a dub dub and be showing off those pasty white buns in this film. His little waterfall. Little oh, nude I had water. He really does. That. He does a good breaststroke. His stunt double does a great breaststroke. <laughs> oh, no, you don't think that's his ass? Oh, it's one hundred percent not Kevin Costner. Ah, that's butt, too bad. Which I love. I'm like, I get. Is apparently the water was so cold, it was the fear that he would get hypothermia. So they just shove his stand in in the water instead. <laughs> Hazard pay. You got this guy love it. with this perfect farmer's tan on his butt. Yeah, <laughs> strong. Strong farmers, too. Well, that's just historical realism. Yeah. Good point. That's a good it's point. It's actually called a peasant's tan. Peasant's oh, tan. oh, yes, of oh. course. But, but of course. Uh, let's get into it, y'all. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, came out on June 14th, 1991, and was directed by Kevin Reynolds and written by Penn Densham and John Watson. So 
Evan and Amy Jo, what are your experiences with Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? Have either of you ever seen it before? I watched it yesterday. <laughs> and I watched it Saturday for the first <laughs> and let's hope only, only time. time. That's also the same. I watched it with you on Saturday, Amy Jo, and uh, I think this is a real one and done. I just never had seen this and it's a you know it's a stacked cast i feel like this must have been playing on tv when i was growing up but i oh for sure was just never had bothered with this film i was truly like thrilled when i started watching because i do i think i'm i was so head under a rock with this movie that i like Mm -hmm. didn't even know anything besides kevin costner and it's about it's like the robin hood story so when morgan freeman's name also shows up before Mm -hmm. the title I was I was so delighted. I was very excited for what was about to come. Oh, it's very true. I love how much Morgan Freeman we get in this. I love we're getting some like muscly Morgan Freeman in this. He's got some arms in those first scenes. And then they just cover him in a pile of blankets for the rest of the movie. And I'm like, come on. That's right. I knew Alan Rickman was in this. And this is one I've always meant to watch because I love Alan Rickman famously. However, I, I wish him no ill will. Oh, no, that's not true. After this watch, I wish him more ill will than, than I did before. But, like, I'm not, like, going out of my way to see Kevin Costner in anything. So I just always put it off. But I always meant to watch uh, Alan Rickman because I knew that this was, like, peak um, just him doing whatever he wanted. Which, uh, for Alan Rickman, I'm a fan of. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And he's doing uh, a lot of whatever he wants. He's, he's doing, doing almost most. all of it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's all not this movie, but I'd rather be watching the movie yes. that Alan Rickman is performing in anyway. Speaking of not this movie, I will say like what I quote unquote knew of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is mostly actually just Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep, same. Mm-hmm. Which because is that played on Comedy Central every day for five, six years. Yes, uh, I so definitely I, rented yeah. that with my parents as a kid and watched that and loved it, you know? Um, which is and, very funny to see Men in Tights first and now to see Prince of Thieves and see like di- how it's directly like, oh, oh it's yeah. a one, two, What is it, one. Tracy Ullman is the witch in Men in Tights to see like, oh, we, this is not that far off from what we are getting in Prince of Thieves with Geraldine this McEwen chicken bones and blood egg witch, going witchifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did not have that on my Robin Hood Prince of Thieves bingo card. I did not have Chicken Bone Witch. I did not have a d- delivery drama with Little John's wife going into labor. I did oh, not have I was any like, of that on my bingo card. What, Uber Eats? What delivery drama? I now understand he meant, yes, I see. This baby was due here an hour ago. We're starving. Well, there's also there's also a, like a character from the Robin Hood story myth question mark um that i like i'm also very familiar with from the the 1973 disney robin hood which day. that's right robin hood and little john walking through the forest scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head (laughs) um that character's name is alan adale uh and he's the rooster um Mm. no uh Prince John is yeah. just not yeah. in this movie, but like yeah. maybe we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about how this movie's constructed. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it. Spoilers ahead if you haven't seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, or you haven't seen in a while. Here's a brief-ish synopsis. Uh, and I gotta say right off the bat, this I found this movie incredibly long and incredibly boring. So this is a, I'm really glossing over this synopsis, and we can kind of just chat about what we want to chat about in it because there's so much that does not matter and so much that takes forever to get to. True. We're starting. It's the end of the crusade. So Richard the Lionheart, the King of England, is 
out of town. Out, out of town. <laughs> we, we meet Robin Hood wearing this terrible giant wig and beard. He's been in a prison in Jerusalem for five years. And with, what is his line? It's like, this, oh, this is English courage. This is the first thing on my list. Um, you didn't quite inflect it right. Mm-hmm. This is English courage. In the, the audacity... The audacity for that to be basically his first line in, in the a thickest American English accent. accent. <laughs> no notes. Oh, brother. Uh, but yeah, he escapes with uh, Azim, Morgan Freeman's character. They get they get back to England to find that his that Robin's dad, Brian Blessed, in this like 20-second cameo, has been murdered by Al- Alan Rickman is the sheriff of Nottingham. It's pretty much taken over with his devil worshiping okay gang? now Question here's mark? here's there's a the lot deal. going on there's so there's too many you could say too many things going on but <laughs> watching this this was like 92 that this came out right uh 91 91 even better watching it i was like this seems like so bonkers but when you also consider how huge the satanic panic was even still at this time and mm-hmm. certainly when this movie would have been being written mm-hmm. everyone was obsessed with like devil worshippers and satan and you know all the like they're all those gonna kids playing dungeons and dragons well not even that just like people were getting like arrested for like <laughs> running like Satan worshiping rings out of preschools. Like it's like a whole, I mean, ridiculous thing. Um, You can listen to quite a few episodes if you're wrong about like where they go through, like Michelle remembers and all the stuff that started the satanic panic. But watching this, I was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. This is a movie that has come directly out of an America, an America, mind you, that was like obsessed with this in a way that is so strange and even weirder in this context it is but they need to go even further with it like it's fair it's like lip service and then you got this witch like they should be conjuring the devil himself by the end like alan rickman should be possessed by the devil by the end of this movie i like that we never got alan rickman playing the devil and i think that we deserve that and it could have been in this right because in this one he ends up like like still being very christian Despite yeah. having this also like very No, we can't pagan. have sex before marriage. I will have yeah. one thing in my life that is pure. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we oof, oof magoof, that whole last oof. act of this. Wow, wow, wow. And wow. what they do to Marion, because this is how we're we're at in the film. We introduce oh. Maid Marion with Robin is like they knew each other when they were kids when he and so <laughs> Kevin Costner was like 35, 36 when they filmed this. And so the idea that he left wasn't it like six years ago? It's, six. It's, he's been s- away for six years. Yeah. And they're they saying, say like, when it, you were that kid, say when you were here, you know, six years ago, when you were a 30 year old man, they don't you recognize one another. Yeah. <laughs> She's only also, um, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio is only, um, like, I think three years younger than Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. She's so appropriately is, cast for him. It's great. I, yeah. uh, which I agree. That I love. The age difference is appropriate. However, but you're saying story. that a woman of 28 who ages slightly while he's away, and a man of 30 who ages, again, slightly, (laughs) don't recognize, and poorly, but the war That hairline's aging poorly. But that they don't recognize one another, (laughs) and they're practically next-door neighbors, and he's best friends with your brother. I find it confusing. Yeah, he goes to Marion to tell her that her brother died because he was there in prison with him in Jerusalem, and 
it's some it's like a real queen amidala situation where she's got her of uh, this her serving woman pretend it's, it's to be a Maid real Marian. olivia mariah kind of yes queen amidala kira knightley yeah. natalie portman and so then in comes like the masked ninja that's reminds <laughs> of being made marion that is such a badass and she's like kicking ass she nails kevin costner in the nuts she kicks yeah, his she's balls. such a badass the one time yeah, the plot needs the her time. to be exactly certainly not in the final sequence when all she does is scream in a windowsill for conservatively 10 minutes of screen time um, it's, you know what it's clearly it's got to be some kind of magical ninja suit there's also some kind of black magic within the suit she gets that suit off and she turns into olive oil from popeye immediately <laughs> those arms are going akimbo and she can't do anything without being saved by robin hood it's robin bullshit. of the hood thank you so robin much. of the hood thank you you're, you're thank you very much Evan, mm-hmm. for cracking me uh but yeah that's how we get marion and yeah, she talking about him like you were just that little little shit boy. Just yeah, they, burning they, like the hair. multiple people refer to him as like you were such a bully when I knew you as a yeah. kid. The man is pushing forty at a very rough period in history where no. forty was <laughs> woof. You know what I'm saying? We do see in our one little scene with his dad, Brian Blessed, the little stained glass or, or no, not stained glass. It's like a portrait of Kevin Costner when he was young, and he has this awful page boy cut. I wish we had a flashback scene of him with Brian Blessed, A, to get more Brian Blessed in this movie, but also to see Kevin Costner with possibly even worse hair than the mullet that he's rocking. Which is hard to imagine. It's mm-hmm. very hard to imagine. But him pretending to be like just a little piece of crap kid that's like, yeah, I don't, your dad, I'm going to go run away and join the Crusades. That'll prove myself to you. That'll prove everything. That I'm a real prince of thieves. At the age of 30. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Robin Hood, he flees to the forest. He meets Little John. Oh, right, because his castle. Right, it not his. It's not yeah, just the that his dad is that the down. castle's burned down. He and only finds one servant left alive. Duncan, Duncan. blinded Duncan. This poor guy, old Duncan, who some who dies maybe five different times in this movie. And I'm like, Duncan is still going. That's right, going but strong. Robin, yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. real strong. England, England runs on Duncan. You know. So. <laughs> Uh, so we, we're in the Sherwood Forest. Robin, he meets Little John. We get the whole Black Panther scene where he bests him on this waterfall edge. <laughs> right. Kevin Costner gets kicked down like three waterfalls. And honestly, this was getting me good. I, I wanted him to keep getting kicked down even bigger and bigger waterfalls until you see like a wide shot as he's hilariously in the distance going, ah. And then, well, like, that, I mean, that's the Robin Hood and Men in Tights version. Is that what actually happens? No, I'm just saying like oh. the like yeah. I, ca- I also found this movie extremely um, well-paced and snappy and only containing what it required to. Um, and I and I didn't want it to be a different genre at all. Um, uh, but if it were the comedy version, then like uh-huh. that's a great bit. He does, once again, another great nut shot. That's our comedy in this film. Is, well, uh, he, he also, like... John with a staff in the balls. That's his whole shtick, right? Is like that, uh, this is English courage line. He says right before tricking the guy, right before yeah. like... <laughs> Pulling the sword or something. And, and then honestly, he also like tricks little John. He's like, there's more to this, but he's like not this this Robin Hood is not a likable dude. Well, you no. know, we've seen what the English have done to the world over the centuries. So honestly, I think that is what English courage is, is pretending <laughs> we're brave and the last second tricking you so you get your hand chopped off and then I kick you in the nuts and run yeah. away. But yeah, so he meets little John and he immediately is like, Well, I've bested you in battle, so now I'm in charge. I- hate this it's like this very competent hobbit has been running this you know (laughs) commune out in the woods just fine and then this one guy who is like 
the highest class of person is like, well, and I, I don't mean I don't mean high class. I mean, like rank, you know, nobility wise. It's like, well, I must know better than all of you. So I'll lead you like I just wanted someone to stab him. You know, I and will well, say that when he first arrives at this river and uh, Christian Slater first shows up, uh, I mean, I felt like there was for uh, just like a moment, uh, like the promise which was immediately broken of like a more fun, interesting movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, and then it went away again. Yeah. Christian Slater. I, I don't know what he's doing in this film. Moment. Uh, to moment. He's, he's taking accent notes from Kevin Costner. And he's working his hair. He's working the hair, yeah. which is great, but it is, I, I do love that he calls Kevin Costner little rich boy about 50 times. And it made me cackle every single time. You little rich boy. Every time they just call him boy all throughout the film. This man pushing 40. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Will Scarlet, who cannot stand Robin Hood. I love, I know it's a little later, but when he gets, Robin shoots an arrow through Christian Slater's hand. It's like that. Your hand is done. And then later in the movie, Christian Slater is just fighting and good to go. He's like, he's no, no, got no. it wrapped in a little bit of gauze. Yeah, that hand. It, this is this is eleven hundred something. You got to chop that hand off. You're losing it, bud. <laughs> hands. No, hands very famously have lots of places where there's nothing important in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you get between the bone, you could just go straight through. That's nothing important in there. And there are no bones in the palm of your hand. No, and certainly no <laughs> risk of infection. That's right. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, then we kind of get montage where, you know, Robin Hood stirring up some crap for the sheriff and sh the sheriff is pissed. He's canceling. He's calling off Christmas because all the everything's going, <laughs> oh, not going boy. his way. He's canceling I liked, Christmas. <laughs> I would have liked to tie that into like the devil worship, like maybe have oh. like the ghosts, maybe turn this into a Christmas carol. Honestly, if this movie just pivoted and he cancels Christmas and now the ghosts, the three ghosts are come to show him why he can't cancel Christmas and he has a big change of heart at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, I think honestly, I know the movie's far too long, but I would do the three hour cut if it meant a half hour subplot where we're suddenly turn into a Christmas Carol movie and then come back to the regular plot. Or just just do that version and completely cut Robin Hood out of it and uh, we just hear about him. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, oh, you wanted Robin Hood. Oh, you just missed him. He was off <laughs> having an adventure that away. But uh, anyway, here's uh, the ghost of Christmas present to, with his big bushy red beard to just bring you around and show you what's what. The other bonkers thing about this montage when the, the merry men are like, I don't know, preparing to do crime is mm -hmm. like they make this whole thing out of Nottingham having like armor and an army and all this great equipment. And then it turns out they have, they're totally fine. They've got like loads of steel to make arrow tips and swords. It's chill. They have all the weapons they need. They're somehow able to set up a secret camp that's like so far deep into the woods, no one can find it and it, and still have like bonfires and entire Swiss family Robinson treehouse village and like full like singing like all times of the day and night. I'm like, how can this be a secret? How big is Sherwood Forest? I don't actually know, but it stands to reason it can't be that big. Well, it is 1194. 
Yeah, but so, like, this was a time when people, they knew the land they did. And uh, they'd know every uh, twist true. and turn of that forest where they didn't grew up, that sort of thing. Well, exactly. The real people know the land. Uh, but Alan Rickman, no, he's that's got true. his nose in a devil-worshipping book. He's not <laughs> investigating the forest. He's hanging out with old witches. <laughs> he's hanging out with ch- chicken bones and blood eggs. <laughs> um, and of course, Maid Marian, how could she not? She starts falling for Robin after seeing those pasty white buns. After seeing that beautiful mullet, she thought, that's for me. Oh, man. Cute. The Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. Which is impossible to hear that as the score throughout the film, knowing it only as the song. Like, I can't reverse. <laughs> the, like, orchestral yeah. version of it just made me giggle very, very hard. It was so silly to me. Yeah, like, long story short, the sheriff is... Uh, pretty much forcing Marion to marry him we get well because there's this weird whole like and I think there is an interesting different version of the script which again is like the mystery at first of like why Nottingham is doing this and like what's going on because there's all these mentions of like the barons are coming right and like Mm -hmm. why he's amassing all of this gold and sending it to people and it's because he's trying to take the throne right and so that's why he has to marry Marion right because she's Richard's sister so yes but it, it seems the movie weirdly needs to have it both ways where it's like a very vital important part of Nottingham's plan and also like kind of immaterial and we don't need to really explain it at all they'll get it it's fine there's a movie in here that wants to be a lot more um political and and like goes deeper into like all the history and like there's someone in the writing of this at one pass or another time was very interested in a lot of like the class and race and social implications but then they're just kind of like brought up and lobbed out into the out out into the space and then you're like okay great well because i brought it up i'm gonna pretend that that means i've investigated and explored this enough to justify you know having it out here as part of our running time yeah you know so like exactly all that you're saying it's like someone was interested in that but rather than being like how do we make sure that this feels necessary to the plot they're like we said it that's enough (laughs) That's, that's gonna tell them because this is a blockbuster. This is a this is a June release. We don't want to weigh it down too hard. Yeah. Have you seen how long our runtime already is? You want us to add more stuff? Uh, but yeah, it's Alan Rickman's having this combo wedding day slash mass hanging, uh, including this kid, Little John's kid. I was Wolf. kind of shocked. His name is Wolf. With Little a Wolf is getting hanged, and well, Kevin that's because Costner... he's been drinking too much. That's true. You know what it. It's probably Little Wolf's fault. Um, but Kevin Costner, like, his plan is, like, I assume is to shoot this little bottle, this barrel of gunpowder that Christian Slater winds up getting attached to. So he's like, oh, I can't there shoot that. There are no contingency plans. Right. It will no. blow up Will, who we have revealed at this point is his half-brother. That's why Will hates old little rich boy Robin Hood, because that, my, he, your dad's he my dad, his too. life from him. Yeah. But, uh, I, again, another part of the movie that I thought, like, ah, this would have been a cool movie, too, is, like, yes. the heist mm. at yes. Nottingham Castle. Like, but no, they that spend, was fun, except not. They spend more time clearly whittling the trees <laughs> to make the little town square model than they do, like, thinking, now, what do we do if this doesn't work? Also, how did they know they were going to be, like, at going to a concert where it's like, I'm so sorry, you're going to have to leave your bows and swords outside? Like, how did they know? 
know that was maybe that's every hanging, and I'm the ignorant one. That's but just I thought standard it was procedure in 1194. You oh, gotta I leave see, your swords and bows at the door. Check your shoes. It's like the Wild West. You can't bring your guns into this saloon. Uh, I love that little vi- that little village uh, model though, because you know it's like the one guy in the little oh, Sherwood yeah. Forest band that everyone's got something that they're good at, and this guy's great at like forging the steel to make the swords, and this guy's great at like carving the trees down to make the bows and arrows, and he's just like, I'm just really good at like tiny towns, and if there's any opportunity, I could make a model village. I'm I really think it would prove my worth. Whittler. Um, uh... <laughs> he was actually an architect before he went broke because uh, of yes, Nottingham's yes, taxes, yes. and so uh, that's why he's really he's really good at making those models scale models absolutely (laughs) he's the one who designed the whole town that they have in the woods oh so he's like i know every there you go i know it all except for the fact that it's actually azim who a morgan freeman's character who like designs a lot of it right because they've got all this like he has all this like technological know-how that nobody else seems to have with like levees or not levees like pulleys and water systems yeah azim knows what's what he's helping build this town he's helping deliver this baby i think he gives a c i think he does the world's first c-section to this to get this baby out of john's wife not the world's first because it's named after when would hey it's named after little john's little john caesar yeah he uh, he's bringing the technology of uh, telescopes to, oh, <laughs> to oh, Robin of Locksley. The telescope apparently. acting that Kevin Beautiful. Costner does is so offensive. Looking to me. through a telescope yes. and like reaching in front Where, of them, like, how oh, is it? He's right, he's right there Get in front it of together, me. you idiot. Like, I just could not handle the acting and the, like, oh. Ooh, I could. Ooh, I was mad at whatever screen directions were on the page, and I was more angry at how Kevin Costner. Oh, and maybe he was directed that way, but I did mm. not care for it. Yeah. Especially in contrast to how great Morgan Freeman's uh, telescope acting is in the shot beforehand, where they're like establishing that he has a telescope, mm-hmm. and he's like using one of the lenses as a mirror to adjust his to like quaff his mustache. Yeah, it's great. Oh. I love it. I love everything Morgan Freeman's doing. He does get the great little rallying speech to everyone of like, no, no, no. We just freed you. We're not running away. We're, this is we're doing this all today, folks. We're storming the <laughs> castle right now. It ain't gonna be just me and Kevin Costner. <laughs> It'll be. It will be if we have to. Right. But uh, he gets. I. I was. And I it works, was really right? digging. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. everybody rushes back in and starts to yeah. help out. Absolutely. But yeah, Little Wolf is getting hanged and Kevin Costner is just standing there for so long. And I'm like, what is the plan? You can shoot. Then he shoots the arrow through like the rope. But it's like you could have done this conservatively three minutes ago before this little kid was mid hanging. Also, like they waited till they like basically pulled the benches out from underneath everyone. And it's like they're not to get too graphic, but they're extremely lucky. No one's neck broke. Like, what was the plan? Like, what was the plan? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh long story short we're wrapping up at the end here yeah alan rickman is just trying to rape marion all this pretty ending. Horrifying. it's yeah it's he's got the one move where he like kicks his legs in between hers and then kicks her legs open that felt like it was meant to be kind of funny oh yeah no this whole scene i think is meant to play as comedy and that was not great it's dark it's yep. very dark and then morgan freeman just spears this witch which ruled we get like spear camp we get arrow cam a few times in this movie Mm -hmm. where we're like following the arrow and for whatever reason we get spear cam like going into this witch's belly uh but he saves robin hood he had like the whole movie he has which i completely forgot about after minute 45 was that morgan freeman had like the life debt 
with Robin Hood that, oh, you saved my life, so I'm sticking with you until I save yours. And so he finally saves Robin Hood's life, and Robin Hood kills Alan Rickman, and he's going to get married to Maid Marian, but uh, who, who's that? Who, who's that cl- That classic British sh- <laughs> King Richard? Uh, old Sean Connery for a day of filming noses his way in just to add a little his, more His class. favorite thing to do is show them. up and leave quickly thereafter. <laughs> Got to wink at the camera a little bit. Yes. Yes, it's me. It's Sean Connery. Stand up and applaud. How soon can I be back on the golf course? I've got I've got a tea time at two. Uh, yeah, we uh, and then that's pretty much the end. We didn't even talk about uh, Friar Tuck, this Friar Tuck. But that's our end of the film oh. is Friar Tuck breaking the fourth wall, looking at us. And I wrote this down. He go. He looks dead in the eye of the camera and goes, come on, get out of it. We waste good celebration time. And then they're having a party. And I was like, what in all of community theater Midsummer Night's Dream is this this little Robin Goodfellow, give me your hands if we shall be friends? Because it was so bananas to me. Breaking the fourth wall mere seconds from the end. What are we doing? I mean, you might as well have had Alan Rickman just looking at the camera throughout to like do a little but he didn't literally do it which happens he should have just to be like to look to us to be like i know this is so bad but isn't it a little fun that i'm having at least Mm -hmm. oh but uh initial thoughts anything particular that jumped out at you guys it was all of our first time seeing this Mm -hmm. nonsense um, well, I would like to, I know we'll probably touch on her very briefly at the end, but I think it is very important for everyone to know that the, you know, Chicken Bones, which we're talking about, is Geraldine McEwen, who um, would go on, and I am most familiar with, for playing Miss Marple in the BBC, oh. like the newer ones. There's the She did it for a few years, and then she like said, like, they, you know, we're going to renew they start making more and she's just like, I'm not David Suchet. And she's like, I'm good. And so then uh, another actress took over. So she did the first few seasons, but she's just so charming and sweet. <laughs> she and then this is a this. literal nightmare. I love it. I love actors with range, <laughs> darling. Uh, I mean, and I, I just thought that was important. Arguably, she's having even more of a good time than Rick Oh, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly the most fun days on set. We're just the two of them together. Because you know that as soon as they, every time they're like, cut, it's just the two of them together. Be like, can you believe the crap that they're having like, us do? I've done Shakespeare. It's very, it's very uh, Rickman in Galaxy Quest. Like, oh, yeah. I was I, an actor once. Well, I would not be surprised if that's what he was channeling during oh. Galaxy Quest, just thinking <laughs> about his time making this. And, D- and I think every interaction with Tim Allen in Galaxy Quest, A, you don't have to act because you're acting opposite Tim Allen. In terms of disdain, <laughs> but I think he's just thinking about having to work with Kevin Costner. Yeah, he does this incredible like his eyes cross with disdain a couple times in this movie, or like he rolls his eyes so hard, and you can just tell he's just thinking about his time and on the on set. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic. Um, I'd also like to bring up one other very important thing, and that is there is a timestamp of 56 minutes and 38 seconds. And if you go to there, there's a moment when I think it's like a Guy de whatever his name is, the the like henchman to um, Alan Rickman. He's like coming out of a building and there's like a farm animals nearby. And he starts to go, ah, but there's a goose and it looks like the goose is going because it opens his yeah. mouth and we watched it i think five times we watched it five times in a row because it's not just going ah because he comes out but it's the way the camera like the it's a new sh- shot a new angle 
but the way that it cuts, your eye is automatically directed to the bottom of the screen. Because he walks into the shot, yeah. but the mm. goose is already in so the you're frame. Ar- you're looking at this goose as he goes, ah, he's not here, sir, at the perfect time that this goose opens his little beak on, ah, not here, sir, <laughs> and then starts like gobbling on something so it looks like this goose is talking it was one of the funniest things i've seen if well if you watch nothing else i i do recommend yeah, yeah. just rent, finding that rent robin of prince of thieves go to that times home <laughs> what was it again it's 56 56 to see this goose look like it's talking uh, maybe and skim ellen rickman stuff too you know while oh, yeah. we're talking about animals i want to make sure to give a shout out to nicodermis the cat who is a named character in this film who is named one time it, it's a throwaway line, and I made sure to note it because I really liked the Not name Nicodemus. Nicodermus? That's what it, the, uh, maybe I misheard it, but wow. I think I wrote down what the subtitle said, which of course could be wrong also. No, totally. I, because as as stated, this movie was so long and so boring to me. I don't remember this cat. Who's got the cat? Is this like a cat with the good guys or is this like a villainous witch cat? I don't know. You didn't even. Well, the cat, no matter what, it's not the cat's fault. And Nicodemus the cat as himself. <laughs> <laughs> With a special appearance by Nicodemus the cat as That's himself. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. The casting directors of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves were Noel Davis, Eileen Starcher, and Jeremy Zimmerman. Davis, an Emmy nominee for casting the TV miniseries Merlin, has also cast Reds and Superman for The Quest for Peace. Starger is also cast the First Wives Club, Night at the Museum, and School of Rock. And Zimmerman, an Emmy nominee for casting the miniseries Joseph, has also cast Willow and the Guillermo del Toro-directed Hellboy and Hellboy 2. But let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance. And Amy, Joe, and Evan are hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. So let's kick it off with Robin Hood. Robin the Hood. Kevin, thoughts on Kevin Costner, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I mean, he's he's just so wrong. He's yeah. so, so wrong for this part. I wish there were someone who was either believably more of a, like, uh, uh, a mountainback in his young days and now is, like, more warm, or someone who is warmer now than they used to be. I, like, or just younger either way <laughs> which i think would do a lot of both of those things yeah um he's just too much of an adult and he's too like wooden is not the right word necessarily but i i find his performance to be so straightforward in such a boring way yeah, yeah. i mean it is still wooden it's a soft it's not it's not oak it's like a balsa wood it's, it's like a, a soft wood. wood it's still yeah. wooden you yeah. know it's a little woods. <laughs> i would also say that like there was the one the one scene where he like finally gets to do just like here's his close up it's your like one like proper acting uh scene which is just before the 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 town in the forest goes up in flames and he and Maine Marion have that lovely little like evening together where they fall in love um uh and he's talking about his his dad i like i bought it there and i wished that there was more of that throughout the rest of the movie along with yeah. any other colors at all yeah, yeah. In terms of other folks, I have a, a, a pretty solid list for this one. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the like the first thought is Decidueye because it's an archer, but I think it should be more of a like fox character, so maybe Thievel or Jolteon, <laughs> personally, <laughs> um, is who I would who I would put in the Robin Hood role. Uh-huh. Um, uh, if we were doing, if if we're, we talked about like if this were a different genre, right, the comedy version of the thing, I feel like uh, Carrie Elwes would be really great 
Yeah, gee, I almost feel like uh, he got a he got a shot. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Um, but actually, right. Okay, so I was thinking about like how to have somebody who like I believe was a bully when they were younger and has now like mm. grown and softened a bit or like yeah. become more mature from his experiences in prison for many years, which is what they like decide that's how he grows to be a better man yeah he was gone for six years so he had one year there as part of the crusades and then got captured and has been in prison I mean, for the five thing years is, at this yes. time it would have taken them so long to get to jerusalem that he's, <laughs> so he it was basically his first day. showed up was and was like oops and then got by the caught, time he got right, there exactly. he immediately got caught <laughs> yes um and so my first thought was uh nikolai koster waldau Oh, um, yes, yes. Jamie uh, Lannister. Jamie himself. Lannister. That's right. I also thought of uh, Peter Gallagher would be an interesting choice to me. Mm, um, I can right. see I can see the warmth there. Um, and then possibly uh, Sean Penn, I think, also has the right range. Um, Sean Penn also to me feels a little bit like what if Kevin Costner, but with more acting. Yeah. <laughs> No, with more acting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I dig that. I dig that a um, lot. And if it were made, he's too young when the movie gets made, um, but maybe like 10 years later, I could also see Ben Affleck. Wow. Um, I, I have no idea about his uh, his accent. It can't um, be worse. True. Well, it can't I mean, be worse. Um, could, but well, it, I, the, again, the I like the idea. Robin Hood, it could be a little worse. It, well, maybe. Um, but I like I very much believe that he was like a pissant as uh, like a teen when he and Marion are growing up. Yeah. And then I think Affleck has a bit more of the like, no, I like I'm still a jerk, but I can learn to see why I've been a jerk. That mm-hmm. is a color that does work well on him is like jerk who's trying to redeem reformed himself. jerk reformed jerk yeah. exactly like gone girl I was about like to say gone girl yeah, I mean that to me is some of yes. the best usage of Ben Affleck of all time mm-hmm. uh, cool I dig that a lot Amy Joe, how about yourself look <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a recent episode I I said some things about how I have more sympathy for actors doing not great accents than I think a lot of people would expect from a dialect coach, just because I've been in the, you know, in the situation where I'm working with actors who are really trying this, however, and I get what I'm assuming happened. And I'm sure you'll tell us about this is that they tried and it just didn't work. So it was like, I'm happy to tell you right now. Tell me right now. So this is the rumor. So this is not verified, but the rumor is that Kevin Costner wanted to use an English accent, but the director, Kevin Reynolds did not want him to, as he thought it would be distracting. And apparently this is this kind of thing (laughs) has happened to me as a dialect coach more often than I'd care to say where it's like, oh, well, we don't want it to be. It's like, well, then why did you set it explicitly in England? You know, Uh, and supposedly Costner would affect the accent when he was arguing with Reynolds, but not when they were in agreement. So I like the idea that he's just suddenly they're having a blow up and it's like, now what's all this then? It's just like (laughs) suddenly going into like... (laughs) Uh, this is some piss poor directing it is. It's me, Kevin Costner, governor. Uh, but Costner claims that he was initially asked to use an accent and hired a dialect coach, but it was stopped and the coach was fired when he did it poorly. So it might have been the kind of thing where it was like, well, let's see how good we can get before we're filming. It ain't there. So it's kind of coming yeah. and going. This in the is film. the kind of thing. If I had been hired to do something like this, and it's always tricky when you're working with something. Like, I haven't worked with someone of the level of Kevin Costner, but I've worked with people who are like, a name and therefore have some 
fear about being I mean nobody no actor wants to be seen as bad but particularly when there's someone that has some kind of like name or following like the the fear is greater because the the failure will be more all over the internet you know or will follow you more so like I wouldn't want this job because I would be afraid that it would be very hard and then my name's on the thing, you know, um, and also like you have compassion for the person you're working with and you want them to feel comfortable and like they can do it. But this is the kind of thing where he needed to be working on it months in advance and all the time. And then he needed to have someone on set with him. Like the movie needed to hire someone, not just like Costner, although it should be someone that he was comfortable with. And so it's just like, <laughs> yeah, the problem that his is his dialect coach was Christian Slater and Christian Slater's dialect coach <laughs> was Kevin Costner. And it was oh, no. vicious loop. <laughs> Okay. Um, point is, it's just so weird to do. Why do Robin Hood if you're going to cast someone who just sounds so unbelievably American? Like there are two or three times where I hear him. It's basically on words like for or or you are where I hear him trying to drop the R. He's like softening the R's a little bit. So it just sounds a little affected. Um, but it's just it just is so it. I find it takes me out more than anything else. And then then you have this like wooden performance on top of it. So I'm sure him acting through an accent would actually have been compounding that. But it's just, it's just, this is such, I think more than any other thing that we have covered on this podcast, an example of just like, this is where a, a different casting decision makes this a very different movie and yeah. might make this movie like not great, but work. And this is just like a terrible decision that was clearly, you know, made by many people. Um, so, I mean, my first preference would be for, you know, a Brit or someone who's really good at doing British accents. Just really good so it's nothing they have to think about. So it's like, uh, maybe I want someone who could be, like, playful and who I would also buy as, like, you know, reformed, slightly warmed up uh, former bully, like a Kevin Klein. You know, oh. to me, like, if we're going with an American, I want someone who is going to be able to give me, you know, yeah. colors, layers. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if he were a little older at the time. I don't know how much I, I like this, but I kind I don't know. Christian Bale. I yeah. feel like not like present day, obviously, but like sure. a, a, like a mid nineties. Like that feels like, it feels like there was a, there was discussion of Christian Bale doing a Robin Hood movie, right? Like oh, I would buy yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I have no idea if that's true, but like I'd, I could imagine somebody, yeah. cause there have been a ton of Robin Hood movies there over the years. They really have. Yeah. Um, this would be a very different color, but I, you know, I'm just thinking like, who are actors that I like who are complex? And this guy doesn't normally get to play a hero, but I think you've got a bit of an anti-hero thing going on with him until he doesn't. So I think actually be interesting to have someone like a Sean Bean, um, mm. someone who's mm. like, I can give you layers. I can give you, I don't know, an actor more than a movie star. Right. You know, this and I have here. Um, just because this, I was talking about this, this actor on, um, a recent episode, but I would honestly even rather, and I'm not saying this would be good. I think this would also be bad, but I would honestly almost rather have Christopher Lambert in this role. Cause I just feel like I would there, I'd be more forgiving of it. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Then like, what are you doing? It just, sure. it's, it just feels like this was a, a casting decision. It's just, it feels lazy. You know, it, feel, it, just, it feels I don't like, like it. a vanity project in all of the worst ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. That I don't think this was developed for Kevin Costner, but that once he was involved, it felt like because he's coming off of have, 
Dances with Wolves, I think, is the year before this, maybe two years. And that was, you know, one best picture. He won best director, nominated for actor. It's like that was a huge movie, which I have never seen Dances with Wolves. Have either of you ever seen Dances with Wolves? I haven't. You have not, Nor Evan? I. I'm, I'm curious to see. It, it. must be terrible. If well, none of us right. have seen it. Um, but I feel like on the strength of that, that Kevin Costner was given kind of free reign to take over. Apparently, like he locked the editor out of the editing room and like to recut the film to also cut out some of Alan Rickman when he realized that Alan Rickman was walking away with the movie. And it's Whoa. that kind of nonsense that I'm like, wow. On the one hand, I get when you're like, I'm the lead and everyone's going to think I'm the worst part of the movie but in the other it's like well my guy you kind of are so whose fault is you can't fix that no. i mean yeah, that's the thing i guess with movies you can fix that in post by taking away all the other good stuff to make you look not as bad in comparison but at what cost i mean one of the first things that character does the robin hood is like he talks about like drugging women with mistletoe and it's a blink and you miss it moment well, but no, like i don't know what the he's hell, not my talking guy. about that's that is morgan freeman misunderstanding because mistletoe culturally is not a thing that he would have understood to be like you kiss under the mistletoe like that's how i co like i don't think robin hood is for one second actually drugging women with crushed up mistletoe he's just using that as an excuse to like at any given point like oh we just happened to be under uh, all these branches of mistletoe a real again. office oh, party yeah. kind kiss of me. thing and what's comical about that is their cultural misunderstanding. <laughs> oh, what a right. comical. Um, you know that Kevin Costner has this new trilogy that he's shooting out in Utah, like I think starting at the end of this month, that will shoot over like, maybe it's four movies, but it's certainly at least three, that will shoot over like several years. Yeah, and it's we'll... the Avatar of the American West. Yeah. <laughs> it's going yeah. to take a decade to make. Yeah. And it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And accents. I coached someone on an accent for it. And I was like, really, in the American West, we need a, a Scottish brogue. Interesting. That's a bold move. Please tell Kevin me it's Costner. not Kevin Costner doing the Scottish brogue. <laughs> no. Well, I, he, I was not coaching Kevin Costner on an audition for his own film. But maybe this he, is for someone to learned... play his uh, son or daughter. And, you know, it's like the family resemblance has got to be a strong Scottish brogue. Because oh, that's man. Kevin Costner. Is you know, he, he knows. He knows that he gets flack from Prince of Thieves. And he's coming to show us all. He's coming back not just with a British, but with a strong Scottish brogue. He spent one day with Sean Connery on set, and he learned a perfect <laughs> Scottish brogue. Oh, uh, so I yeah, I don't really have anyone for that year for the most part, but like all for a little later on. I also like the idea of Christian Bale. I think Daniel Craig is kind of giving me what I want. If this oh, was sure. made yeah, yeah. in like two thousand one, early aughts, Michael Fassbender, I think is kind of is giving me what I want in this characterization mm. for the way they have it in this film. Uh, I would like. Thinking of his performance in Henry IV, Part One and Two of The Hollow Crown, I think Tom Hiddleston would be really good in terms of showing that, like, yeah, he used to be a bit of a crap weasel back in the days, but now he has to, like, this is opportunity to prove himself and do good. Or, you know, do, do a Robin Hood movie today. Give me Dev Patel. I want Dev Patel. Always. I want Dev Patel in just about everything. With that flowy, long, green night now, hair. Now, that's flowy hair that I'm into. That yeah. works. <laughs> uh, and 1991, he's like, I think he's coming right off, hot off of uh, that Henry V. I could see a Kenneth Branagh Robin Hood. And I think that that's given me what I want. He was on my longer list. Yeah. Just thinking about, yeah, him. 
you know, broody Hamlet and then the playfulness of Benedict, you know, it, I think this kind of wants to live somewhere in the middle of those two places. Yeah. So as for the other actors who were actually considered, Mel Gibson turned it down. Oh, and like, sure. Trash, 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 fire of a person. Trash on trash. But I so get that vibe in this film and would work better than Costner. I agree. Uh, and ding, ding, ding to Evan, because Carrie Elwes turned it down as he found <gasps> the plot too contrived. <laughs> Good oh my god him. but i love that he's like you know what i will do it's the mel Brooks i'll do the send up of it that was Which, a good move for him I, I, honestly truly yeah. but it is so funny because he in men in tights is the first british actor to play robin hood in a film oh, every other robin really? hood before him is not british wow wild yeah yeah, that's a that's a hot piece of trivia there. But honestly, he'd be so much better in this. I mean, because that's the thing. This film is like 15 percent Princess Bride. It's occasionally dipping. It and, might as well be Carol Kane as the witch. Yeah. What isn't right. Princess Bride is uh, we have some like hook shenanigans with all the traps mm-hmm. and the you know, and a little Swiss Family Robinson. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. Get, sorry, Christian Slater. You're out. Give me uh, Rufio himself. Dante Basco. Hey, I mean, good hair. <laughs> Great hair. Uh, maybe not period appropriate. This little uh, red. No, but what what in this movie do. is period appropriate? Nothing. But let's move <laughs> on to Maid Marian. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I think she is given very little um, to work with insofar as like your brother. We you've just found out that your brother has died, but let's also have a flirty, giggly moment with Robin Hood. Uh, no, he's with Robin of Loxley. Like just the inconsistent script and the turn she is supposed to take. I do not envy her this task, and I think she executes it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know her from anything else other than I was saying to you when we were watching this, I was like, I always get her confused with Mary Stuart Masterson because I also saw them both on Broadway in like the early two thousands. But um, yeah, I think. I think she's fine. Her hair is great. She's given great hair acting, and she is mm. making me believe that she is in love with this balsa wood uh, of a person. Um, <laughs> no small feet. No small feet. So um, I don't know. I mean, just thinking about like around that era, thinking also of, of Much Ado, I'm like Emma Thompson, young Emma Thompson, yeah. you know, is going to bring a lot to this that is not on the page. Um, the same age as uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio is Leslie Manville. And I thought like oh. a young Leslie Manville, someone just like who has a, cause I think she's doing her best with it, but she is kind of like, she looks like a porcelain doll. And I think someone who just has like a spine of steel would be really useful in this. Um, the kind of person who your introduction to them is in a ninja outfit. Yeah. Yes. Your Robin mm-hmm. hood in the balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, for more contemporary, I have not, I saw that, um, speaking of non Brits playing Robin hood. I did see that Russell Crowe one, like, ages ago when it came out but mm-hmm. was that Kira knightley or am i thinking of the arthur movie? no you're thinking of the arthur movie it's cape blanchett in the russell crowe how Scott Robin could oh. i possibly <laughs> well clearly i just like forgot everything but matthew McFadden, which you know is fair but i think this the, this would make this makes sense on a Kira knightley she's a sure uh you know yeah. the the screen loves her and then this is so funny this actor who i have not thought of in years occurred to me her name and she's english which i find helpful um her name is laura pulver and uh, i think she's probably best known as irene adler in the benedict cumberbatch sherlock so she's got like those two really strong episodes where she comes and she basically see her for the first time and she's like 
nude and just kind of like gives Sherlock the shock of his life. Um, so anyway, she's also in Edge of Tomorrow, which I, I didn't mm. quite recall. I was just scrolling back being like, oh, what Walla has she done? Her very first credit on IMDb is a 2009 series of Robin Hood um, in the UK. Ha, I was just like, well, what are they? she wasn't made Marian. She was, she was Guy to what's his face's like sister, Isabella, I think. Yeah. Um, then I just started thinking like, who are people that are just like so beautiful that like, I want to cry when I look at them on camera. I was like, that also is something that could be helpful for this. So I was like, okay, maybe circa this era, like Halle Berry, more contemporary Gemma Chan. And then I thought, oh, you know, who's like, actually would do this really, really well around like the late nineties is that Catherine Zeta Jones. And I was like, mm. I feel like she's given me like fighting in the beginning and yeah. spine and she is British. Helpful. It's the the Zorro thing. Yeah. It's in it is in fact the Zorro the thing. The old mask of Zorro. So thing. yeah. I mean I didn't I, I didn't it didn't have like a ton of like I feel very strongly about this, but I feel right. like there's a lot of people who could make this it's often More than hard it is. when we're doing especially a film that some might say is not good. And I did not preface, but it is, of course, always fine to like a movie and dislike a movie. And, and there may be many people, that, especially if you saw this a lot growing As up, that you yeah, might love this sure. film. Mm -hmm. So no, nothing to take that away from you. Uh, but sometimes when it's especially roles like this where it's not a lot on the page, it's difficult where you kind of just want to keep recommending people that can elevate garbage. Yeah, I don't wish this on do the anyone. Heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, because, yeah, I also want Emma Thompson. I think, honestly, I mean, a Kenneth Branagh, Emma Thompson, 1991 Robin Hood movie oh. is uh, with the rest of the cast, Morgan Freeman and Alan Rickman. That's pretty that, Now pretty, we got ourselves a movie. I could, or Natasha Richardson, I could see around this time. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone else is made a little later. I would, of course, like the Kate Winslet version of Maid Marian, uh, the Tandiway Newton version, I would very much like. This, this is also, of course, my version of the movie that does not have her become olive oil for the last uh, 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, I made more recently, like a Vanessa Kirby, Jodie Whittaker, or a oh. Gugu Mbatha Raj. I just want some badasses, um, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. when their introduction is them as a badass, and then keep that going. Yep. yep. Yeah, I I think we all uh, caught onto the same thing, which is like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if she stayed strong right. instead of fighting one time and then like surprise it's actually a woman so she can't be strong anymore well, also Sorry. clearly that wasn't her doing her own fighting so rather well, than figuring out that. a way to do that like you keep know, the ninja her. costume yes what other purpose Chekhov's ninja, right. costume. ninja costume yes so she's got to be strong but still beautiful right so I think anything in the like Flareon Leafeon Sylveon <laughs> mode is like perfect for me um, oh, I also had Halle Berry. <laughs> I also had Halle Berry on my list, uh, as well as um, I, more like the age that um, that Mary Elizabeth was. Angela Bassett, I think, oh. the same sort of like uh, very strong, but also like the the sort of the heart that this character has. Yeah. Um, um, and then combining both the like, I can see her fighting. Uh, she's devastating to look at, and also the curls, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I dig it. Just in unison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as for the actors who were actually considered for Maid Marian, originally cast, but had to drop out after learning she was pregnant, was Robin Wright. Oh, okay. Now, the if Princess she had Bride, said yes, again. and then Carrie Elwes Car yeah. knows that. We're just Princess Bryden, and I want that. I yeah. just want more Princess Bryden. Yeah. 
yeah, so Master Antonio was cast four days before shooting started because <gasps> it was a late dropout. Wow. Uh, for well, then Ryan. that also would make sense then if they were going to like, which I doubt, but if they were going to do sword training stuff and then yeah. she wasn't able to, you know, she mm, just didn't sure. have the time. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley was considered. Oh. I mean, you're getting I mean, she's, she a beautiful is human great being. Great to look at. Yeah. Uh, this actress, who I was not as familiar with, Patsy Kensett, uh, so in Lethal Weapon 2 was one of her big things. But I did just want to mention her because instead, in 1991, she was doing this movie called Time Bomb with Michael Bean of Terminator and Aliens. But whoever I, whoever is in charge at IMDb needs to give a new plot synopsis from Time Bomb. Because this is, according to IMDb, what the plot synopsis of Time Bomb with Michael Bean is. And this is word for word. Eddie is recognized on TV after rescuing two. A group tries to kill the peaceful watchmaker. Why? He sees a cute analyst. Time bomb. <laughs> Time bomb. What in theaters in the this summer. Time Wikipedia bomb. Wikipedia of it all. <laughs> Wowie wow. That's beautiful. Uh, Ali Sheedy was considered for Maid oh. Marian. Well, that's yeah. an interesting color. I I would I'm leaning forward. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, Sophie Marceau of Braveheart and the villain in the world is not enough Pierce Brosnan Bond film was mm. considered, which I can say, uh, and Nicole Kidman, which yeah, baby Nicole Kidman, Nicole we're talking Kidman. far sure. and away era. Now that hair was, whoo, you're getting some curls. Yep. yep. Uh, and I'm digging that. I kind of like that. Uh, but let's move she on. She also has that, like, the the, the steel spine-ness. Yes. With the, like, I am a porcelain doll, but I will, I'm a survivor. <laughs> right, know? right. And, like, the, yeah, the way the way she, the way Marion stands up to, to Guy and to Nottingham's whole shtick yeah. at the beginning, right? Like, no, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to help out. Mm-hmm. I can see that on Nicole Kidman as well. For sure. Yeah, I would dig that. Uh, but let's move on to King Richard. Evan, your thoughts on Sean Connery? And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? It's such a little cameo but yeah i guess but i mean so like i think a specific kind of person you need for when it's barely mm-hmm. you do need that sp- that specificity right and i've like i i feel like i heard stories in the like like I, something came across my transom on twitter maybe or something that apparently like audiences stood up and applauded <laughs> when sean connery appeared at the end of wow. this movie wow. i don't know if that's true or not but i love the idea of it being true <laughs> just people standing standing up as if the like yeah as if the president, yeah. as if like the judge has entered the courtroom. Just the to people stand. love Sean. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So like, there's no, literally no fanfare before he just like. Sh- By the way, I'm back from the Crusades. I yeah, the, think when you the should king, stop the wedding. The king just right. sneaks up on you. Yeah, uh, I'm back from the Crusades, which, by the way, went great, and we're not going <laughs> to interrogate at all. Thank you so much. Um, but I think so like he's this legendary character in the in the movie, right? This like and the lion hearted. So I think obviously Ente is like the obvious choice. Um, uh, but I would also be interested in Lander Asterian form. Um, mostly, though, I would say uh, like I mean, I, I jokingly suggested Carrie Elwes at the at the top. But like I think Patrick Stewart would be great here, too. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's doing um, the Richard role and, in Men in and Tights. Right. Exactly. Um, and then uh, this is kind of silly, but I would love to see Richard Kind show up <laughs> oh, here and do this. Please, please give me in full, like beautiful kingly regalia. And Richard Kind just knows in his way in. What's uh, what's going on here? bro? Who's getting married? What's this? Yeah, now? I think I think that would be sweet. <laughs> Incredible. I adore that. Uh, Amy Jo, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, 
what uh, what heavy lifting you know he's really got his work cut out for him um no i mean it's it's fun i think it is fun to just have like and by the way wink wink um so i also have patrick stewart because duh um i have and then the other people i have are all also people that would be serving much the same function so i have michael kane anthony hopkins um, who that one's fun because he played Richard the Lionheart on screen in Lion in Winter, a very young ah, Richard the Lionheart, but it's kind of that's, that's a fun cool. movie nerd kind of thing. And uh, Laurence Olivier, uh, yeah, because that's I'm like, you need someone who's going to be instantly recognizable mm-hmm. and have the stature, yeah. So I was like, Kenneth Branagh now would work, yeah. yeah. I mean, now would be like, well, I mean, Ian McKellen's like too old probably yes. but like you know if yeah you're richard thinking... died in his late 30s so sean connery's already several decades too old for this but it makes sense because yeah. nobody cares and it's mm-hmm. you're just getting a big name but like made today i feel like this is the kind of slot i would want either benedict cumberbatch or clive owen just coming in the last 30 seconds of your movie if you're to be like clive owen's in this movie uh or it made it in this time in 1991 the only other person i could think of besides sean connery that could kind of give me that stature can give me that energy uh is imagining if they're about to get married and oh who's that it's paul mccartney as king richard that's what <laughs> oh i want my god paul mccartney <laughs> right this is like this is like the the marvel casting of like this character is going to be back in the next movie, oh yeah in right? robin yeah. hood too yeah, two prince, two thieves. That's when uh, Sean Connery is going to get, you know, locked and loaded. Like, uh-oh, it's the the witch is still alive and she's uh, brought back Alan Rickman from the dead. Robin Hood, the Crusades again. Yeah, Or you just do an actual diehard. It's uh, the Sheriff Nottingham's brother, Jeremy Irons, has been hanging out at two towns yes. over. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. yes. The Hollywood, you know, there's only so many ideas out there. But, you know, <laughs> the, I, I think there's no shame in borrowing when it, when it really worked before. Yeah. Uh, so... The one other actor who was considered for King Richard, John Cleese, was oh, proposed. Oh, that's fun. Sure. But that is also hilarious thinking of um, Time Bandits, which also I was thinking of a lot watching this movie because yeah. John Cleese plays Robin Hood in that, a very comedic, uh, hilarious, like the most British. The most stiff upper lip. Yeah. Well, British just the most, seen. not just even just, oh, I, I wonder, I want to make trouble, you know, just like the most... Um, pedestrian like uh polite just kind of it's uh very not this you know yeah so the screenwriter said that he feared that the sudden cameo of a comedic icon would really derail the movie at that time which i think absolutely it would uh so Mm -hmm. he recalled that he's like i so wanted to not have john cleese that i said would you give me sean connery we can't give him a credit because you can't have the audience waiting for the whole movie to see him but he only has to work one day and Connery requested uh, one million, which was negotiated down to two hundred fifty thousand, and which all went. That's a big that's, negotiate yeah. down. It is. I, it all went to uh, a hospital in Connery's native Scotland as a charitable compromise for making the film with the already mm-hmm. o- the movie's already over budget. So I think it was just them being like, "We'd love to have uh, you, and this is all going to go to your charity of choice anyway. Would you mind doing this for literally two days?" Yeah. Well, let's move on to Lord Loxley, another very teeny tiny role, which I didn't know before we uh, discussed this, because I, once again, none of us had seen this before. But Amy Joe, your thoughts on Brian Blessed, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Brian Blessed is always great. He just is someone who's like, I come in and I take up space and you pay attention to me because I speak loudly and with great emphasis. With a you great know? big booming voice. Yes, exactly. So like, I think... You know, there are ways we could have set up all of this much better for all of the actors concerned. But I think like, yes, great. 
he's English. That helps, you know, um, helps set me in the time and place. Um, he is also someone that feels very firmly of another era. Um, so I think that that also is great. That's an, that's one of the problems, actually. Now that I'm saying it, with Kevin Costner, he's a very 20th century kind of actor. Yeah. You know, mm, I just don't really yes. buy him in, in a period drama in that way. Really as far back as something like Dances with Wolves. Like you want to be in an old cowboy type movie. Yeah. That era, yeah, but for to eleven hundred something, nope. I think not. No, no, my friend. Um, so my other thoughts. I mean, I didn't have a ton. Um, just thinking of like who are other people who come in, take up space, blah blah blah. So I thought like Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid, you know, is like a great kind of you know not one to one, but it's like another like you know big presence. Um, this is comedian Phil Jupitus. Um, who mainly is a comedian, but we saw him in Urinetown in the West End, and, and you know he's English and takes up space. Could be nice. And then, but my thought for like if this were done today or in the last like ten years is Hugh Bonneville, who I've never watched Downton Abbey, but he plays Robert mm. Crawley, who I think is a big part. Oh, sure, he, yes. it sure is. But and he, he's in those Paddington films. Well, I know him right. from like every British procedural. He was in um, this Derek Jacobi show for many years. And he's he's been very much around. He was like acting at this time. But yeah, um, yeah just someone who it's like, yeah, gives gives good like uh, uh, um, patriarch energy. You yeah. know, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Evan, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I also I mean, like. It's a it perfectly like suits the moment in the film and then he's gone. Right. Um, But it's funny. I also happened on this idea of like someone from the previous era. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I also weirdly ended up in the like the cowboy world. Uh And I thought either like, okay, what about like and I don't think either of these are really right, but somebody like. Robert Redford oh. or Paul Newman. Oh, um, yeah. As as these guys who like represent the old guard mm. a little bit. Yeah. I dig that a lot. I'm just kind of stunned that you didn't say some Pokemon off the bat. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely Well, I mean, I already said Entei is the thing, right? And like I think Entei would work here as well, but like You have not named oh. one Pokemon that I have they, none of these have been words that have been syllables I could form into words that make sense to my ears. So Well, the other one that I would recommend for this role would either be Solgaleo or maybe Pyroar. I would say. <laughs> Lovely, lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even I know that it's, even especially in 1991, like Brian Blessed wasn't like the biggest name. But I was just so surprised that we didn't get like even like a flashback later in the film. Whilst Robin is either talking about him or while Will is talking about him, like something. I was just a little surprised. That that I was, think like, if it were it. a bigger actor, we might right. have. You yeah, know. totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have liked a little bit more, but I'm happy with what we got. Uh, I both of my picks would be a little later on. I would like. I think Brendan Gleeson. Oh, or yeah. Ian McShane. Mm. That's what I want. Ooh. Is just a strong impact for 30 seconds, and then he's out of there. You cool. also buy with both of those picks that that's someone who. Uh, maybe is a bit stubborn and would have conflict yeah. with their child, you know? Yeah. Even so if much it's of the, the role child that was being really stubborn. Yeah. After the fact, so much more than what's actually on the screen. Yeah. Uh, but as for the one other actor who was considered, Sean Connery passed on the role, having played too many father roles at the time. So sure. clearly they were like, well, what if we have, I wonder if it was even in the script to have King Richard show up at the end. And maybe they were like, well, Sean Connery doesn't want to do this, but can we pay him money and have him do anything else in our movie? Because he's like, Sean Connery. 
because the the role otherwise Brian Blessed was probably not on set for more than a week if if that yeah. you know totally. I'd be shocked if it was any more than that uh, right. but let's move on to Will Scarlet so uh, Evan thoughts on Christian Slater and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else yeah I mean Slater I, as I said like when he like first showed up and he like calls across the river and gives a smile and has a little joke of a of, of a line i really did think oh is there going to be some fresh air in this ponderous movie and then i was wrong um uh but i i was excited and then disappointed overall i think you know yeah we like said he's he's really acting his hair um and the hair does a lot in this in this role it does um, it's a great mane Yes. Uh, I, I like the idea that not all of the merry men are immediately on board. They're not all um, that merry. No, they're not, truly. Um, until Tuck, Fry Tuck shows up and teaches them about grain and what you can do with it. <laughs> oh, um, man. Uh, but Will, especially as this like middle generation, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he's not a kid, but he's not as old as like Little John or Robin, of course. Um, and so I think like Raboot or Nidorino would be perfect. Um, I've they, already they forgotten. Both the, <laughs> they both have the sort of scrappiness um, that I like from this character or the idea of this character. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah. So, and then like thinking along these lines, a character, uh, an actor who I think like would have done what Christian Slater was trying to do in this role better than he would be somebody like Ethan Hawke. Oh, um, I really yeah. like yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, or Ewan McGregor, possibly, although he might be a little too kind. We might, like, not see as much of the, like, the arms spite. crossed. Right, the, mm. the spite and the spikiness from him as much. Uh, whereas Ed Norton, I think, has the reverse problem mm. of, like, mm-hmm. not being as nice enough at the other end. Um, yeah, but that uh, first thing of his is Primal Fear. And for most of Primal Fear, he's such an aw shucks little sad yeah, little boy. Yeah. So I think True. that, you True. Know, it's all that. Um, it's all that. What we know about Ed Norton now is the problem. Really colors also everything. true. Yes, very, very true. Um, and then I think also like this character who's like got some fire, um, uh, but like is harboring some some pain that they can like really act their way through. I feel like a younger uh, Jamie Fox would have been really cool in this oh. role. Mm-hmm. Cool. I dig that a lot, uh, Amy Jo. Um, oh, and the, the last thing I'll say is. Uh, Maybe to scoop one of you, but um, this one of this podcast's favorite, I feel like William Jackson Harper would be really good here. <laughs> Put him in literally everything. Uh, Amy Joe, your thoughts? Uh, I just don't care, you know. Like, <laughs> but I want to because I do agree, Evan, that this is like a really potentially interesting storyline. Even if you take the like, um, you know, thwarted the. King Lear, two sons aspect, uh, half brothers thing out of it. Like, still just having someone who is just like, I'm not all about this guy. Like, and I'm not a trusting person. Why should I trust this guy? Like, that just it's it's an interesting note and color to bring into the proceedings. And then like you throw in all this like backstory. And I think yeah, if it had been more deeply explored, um, and you know, by two actors that were I don't know just more in the thing christian slater is also someone to me who just reads so contemporary yeah um Mm -hmm. and he's i I think doing much better than kevin costner 
Um, but he yeah. also has less to do. But I do think he's I do think he is also just a better actor than Kevin Costner. Um, just that, but that's maybe that's just me and not having seen much Kevin Costner. But regardless, you know who I do wish this was like for the time is Christian Bale. Yeah. Like this is sure. like exactly right time. And oh, would you believe an English person? Um, <laughs> funny that you mentioned Ethan Hawke because I think that that he is so great. And I had down. Robert Sean Leonard, his mm. Dead Poses Study co-star, who I do uh, think might be a bit too, like, sensitive and porous for it. But at the same time, like, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Um, And then this is actually my top pick, who I think he is, I don't know exactly how old he would have been at this time, probably a little too old, but maybe not. Um, Just thinking of someone who, he's not giving me floppy, like, good-looking, like, teen beat guy, but he's giving me someone who is <laughs> stewing in resentment at all times, and that's David Thewlis. Oh, and I'm really sure. into like a young David Thewlis, like yeah. an actor who is going to like be bringing me all the like weird character actory stuff that, you know, we'll we'll get that there's something simmering there that's more than just like, I don't know, this guy kind of pissed me off, you know, like, like that's about something. Um, so those are my thoughts. I love it. Yeah. Me, number one with a bullet. I want Christian Bale in this. I think you're because it is like the line of the film. It's like, are we? a more serious-minded, ad- violent adventure film. Or is this the 90s? Or is this a 90s film for a general American audience and you want to be seeing Americans in your movies? Gosh dang, God damn it. Uh, we used to build things in this country. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I think what you're getting with Christian Slater is you are getting, you're trying to get the teen girls into your theater because he's 21 years old here and he's like i forget what else he'd had right i mean he had heathers before this. i was gonna ask when heathers was heathers was i think heathers was 89 89. uh but either way he'd had a few things that he was clearly like he's on like teen magazines and like tiger beat he's in tiger Mm -hmm. beat he's in yeah and so he and his hair are paving the way for Leonardo DiCaprio to show up. He Thank you so Leo for that run, transition because you know? that's what I was going to say is 91 is I think Leo is still like maybe not even yet in the basement and growing pains. We're not quite at the like Leo, but that is the energy that I want in this is, you know, uh, l- little ship boy also calling him little rich boy. So he's just like a little stinker and baby Leo, little stinker. Yeah, you want like R and J era Leo, you know, where yeah. he's still like young and unformed with a lot of feelings. Exactly. I mean, yeah, this boy's life and basketball diaries. It's like he's giving intensity from that young age. Yes. And I want that. And if this is made later, what I want, because also, I mean, it's, you know, when they're younger, but it's also like guys who are a little shorter. Uh, give me the Jamie Bell Will Scarlet, little Billy Elliot, mm-hmm. uh, or Nicholas Holt is like the energy. That Nicholas I, Holt yeah. is exactly right. That's yes. that's great. Yeah. Uh, as for one other actor who was up for Will Scarlet, who uh, was offered the role, turned it down, was Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp mm. at this era of his life is not doing this. Yeah. You know? Who he was twenty six at the time. So instead, this is the year after Edward Scissorhands. So he would have been like. That movie was coming out as he was turning down this. Because that was like the first, I mean, he'd, I think that first Nightmare on Elm Street movie is like 84, 85. But he is probably like just out of 21 Jump Street now. Uh, his one credit in 1991 is they managed to rope him back in for a small cameo in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, where he is credited not his character name, but his credit because he did not want to be credited as Johnny Depp in the movie credits. So he's credited as Oprah Noodle Mantra. 
What? Oprah noodle mantra in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. So My feelings about Johnny Depp just keep on improving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really. Another one on the old list of good points. But as mm-hmm. far as opinions improving, if it could even get higher, we got to talk about Sheriff jo- the Sheriff of Nottingham, old George, Amy Joe. your thoughts on Alan Rickman and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Look, is this performance deranged? Absolutely. But it should it be? A hundred percent. Um... <laughs> I mean, it is, it is high camp. It is nonsense, yep. but it is consistent. It is in its own world, and it is the most fun part of this film. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. This is this is really what got me through. I mean, famously, I love Alan Rickman. I may be a little biased, and that's clouding my judgment. But like, I I remember a friend of mine like years ago when I first moved to New York. We just like we were doing movie nights, and he was trying to get me to watch this for, I think just for Alan Rickman, but we ended up like watching other stuff, but he would describe it always. He's like, Oh, Alan Rickman, this is the most villainous performance you've ever seen. And so it's like, he's like every like bad thing you can be doing. He's doing it. He's doing this. He's doing this. He's adding like sugar in, into the like gas tanks. He's doing it. Was just like, <laughs> that like, was yeah. a really weird part when Morgan Freeman, of course, is the one that brings in, automobiles a car right and, and then in gas tanks and that's like the sheriff yeah, they is drive like, through the tunnel as soon as you channel, call off then... christmas next step sugar in the gas tanks uh, but it is essentially that um and you know what uh he's I... putting all the girls pigtails in little ink wells he's tying all the <laughs> yes. guys together it's very that it's very that and i also love this like long before snape this like black stringy hair oh it mm-hmm. works for this me this carpet that he is where that he is oh, like he dragging like the around literal like magic carpet that he's wearing <laughs> in that one scene that keeps getting caught on stuff oh as he's just trying yes. to run wearing it it was so funny to me so great so yes i obviously i have jeremy irons on this list i'm sure. not a fool mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, i also of course have jason isaacs because like again mm. i've i've yeah. seen movies oh he'd be great um I also I now I also have Matthew McFadden on this because I do remember him from that um the Ridley Scott Russell yes. Crowe. Now it is version. a more intentionally comedic performance in a very different way in the way that like Matthew McFadden is known for doing more not just kind of like a little like opportunistic and a little bumbling in a, in a way that I remember as being fun but again I haven't seen it in a million years but like I'm into that I'm I always love a Matthew McFadden moment and then I thought if we wanted to go more serious with this I was like maybe someone like Mark Strong like someone who who's is, also in that Ridley Scott Robin Hood is he well he's Amazing. everywhere he's everywhere um and then I thought you know who also I'd love to see do this just Emma Thompson why not um sure. I mean th- this is I kind of just like stop myself because this could easily have been where I went through and got a bunch of like 65 different people to do (laughs) you know villain wish fulfillment but I mean it's Alan Rickman I think well we're all lucky this performance exists um, because it can teach us all something about making the best out of a bad situation and at least just having a fun time yourself committing to the bit committing and and you know that's such a good point that he in no way like he's gone so far past like the inanity of the script that it's just like oh i'm leaning in i've fallen down the well 
And I am unashamed in a way that I feel like the Brits do so much better than we do. I feel like when Americans are embarrassed to be in something, there's a bit more of a like putting your arm up and being like, oh, don't look too closely at this. And this one, he's like, come watch me. Just yeah. watch me try. <laughs> yeah, he's so high strung and so, so far out there that like when we get to that moment, we're like, I will have this one good thing and one pure that thing in my life. I like, yeah, I I grant him that, right? Yeah. Like. Sure, buddy. I that that's part of this character. I I buy it. I allow it. Yeah. Uh, so Evan, what about you? So he's it's excellent, right? It's it's perfect for what it is and what it has to be. Um, but if we can't have Alan Rickman, I think this part has Lycan Rock Midnight form written all over it. Um, or because of all of the like pagan witch stuff, probably a Houndoom would Naturally. work as well. Sure. Of course, of course. Um, you took the words out of my mouth. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I know, uh, once again, like the the joke casting from Men in Tights, I think Roger Reese is probably a, like yeah. a, a good fit mm-hmm. here as well. I think Roger Reese um, is more subtle in Men in Tights than Alan Rickman is in Prince of Thieves. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this one is fun because like you want a name to be your, your villain, right? Um, uh, and then you want this like weird assuming that nothing else in the movie changes and the Sheriff George part has to fill so much space. I really like the idea. I like, I'm imagining what Richard E. Grant could do with oh, this. Oh yeah. Love. I think he would have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And I also, another person I thought of was, um, uh, uh, Robert Carlyle, who oh, is yeah. the, yeah, I know him of all things from he's like the Rumpelstiltskin part on uh, Once Upon a Time, that CW <laughs> yeah. show. Um, but he has the same sort of like menace to him that that Rickman obviously brings to this. Um, and I buy that from him. And then I also think because it's like because the part is positioned so interestingly in the movie, I could see somebody like who doesn't necessarily get to do this kind of role as much being able to mm-hmm. vamp it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and so I would be interested in someone like uh, Paul Bettany, oh, who I yeah. would love to see a mean color on. Ooh, and did just you like... see that completely unnecessary Han Solo prequel movie? Because he's given some great oh, villain in of that. of course. Maybe that's where this idea came from. He's yes. very fun as the villain in that. Um, and then as someone who like always plays the hero... I don't know why I thought of him, um, but I would be interested. I think maybe because of like this other, like the weird Sheriff of Nottingham subplot with like him glad handing all of these other nobles in order to try Mm -hmm. and make his way towards the throne. I'm kind of interested in what Hugh Jackman would do in this role because of how charming he is. But I can see him also ending up being like really hell bent on him and himself and what he wants. You get a real arc with that. Yeah. 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 I dig that a lot. And maybe a musical number. But perhaps maybe. we end our movie with a big musical number. Uh, I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the whole cast broke into everything I do, I do it for you. If it was a big group <laughs> sing along. holding hands. <laughs> right. Uh, I, if this was leaning a bit more comedic, and I mean, Alan Rickman is giving a comedic performance, I think, and, and a brilliant one, but I could see the Rowan Atkinson version, just thinking about how good he is on Black Mm. Adder. But also thinking about like 
Roger Reese and how close to uh, Rowan Atkinson in Blackadder he is kind of doing in Men in Tights. Like it yeah. feels like he's almost doing Edmund Blackadder. Um, totally. I think that that's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're getting a similar vibe from a Gary Oldman Sheriff of Nottingham in 1991. I'd be interested in. I think I I want a Rupert Everett version of this. Oh. I want to see that like real delicious villain. Uh, here's who make a meal of it. Yeah. I would. I if this was made today, this is where I'm putting Christian Bale. Uh, I could see. We're just casting him all over the show. Christian, a Robin Hood, a one man show with Christian Bale. <laughs> don't don't tempt him. <laughs> uh, I could see the Tim Roth version of this. I think would be would be real good. Uh, and if we're going to go full Princess Bride, put Chris Sarandon as uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. especially like early 90s Chris Sarandon. Yeah. That's and excellent. then Carol Kane is the witch who he's having to deal yes. with the whole movie. Or it's it's uh, Carol Kane and, and, and Billy and, Crystal and as a team. Max. Yeah, 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 Honestly, no, but keep, keep Alan Rickman. Keep the movie as is, but just have them just d- driving him up a wall. And that might be some of the funniest Thing I, things I could possibly imagine is Alan Rickman having to deal with Billy Crystal and Carol Kane mugging and shticking at him for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, so Alan Rickman turned the role down twice before he was told that he could more or less have free reign to do whatever he wanted with the character, including improvising. He was allowed to just make up whatever he wanted. And they wound up keeping a lot of it. Kevin Costner. The 1045 bring a friend yeah. line must be improvised. That is improvised. Right? <laughs> Cut your heart out with a spoon is improvised. Call off Christmas is improvised. Like really all of his best stuff is improvised. When I say improvised, in 2015, Alan Rickman admitted that he had secretly asked his scriptwriter and comedian friends, Ruby Wax and Peter Barnes, to help him punch Whoa. up the script. So he met them at all places at a pizza hut to rewrite his lines because he was oh so he God. said, I'm so unhappy with the terrible script. And he would go on to win a BAFTA for this performance for Best Supporting Actor of the Year. And I actually have his uh, acceptance speech. It's all on YouTube. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And I'm going to read it word for word. Thank you. This will be a healthy reminder to me that subtlety isn't everything, (laughs) but also of how much I owe to Kevin Reynolds, the director. He was working in a kind of maelstrom and he's my hero. So thank you very much. Like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) But of like, so pointedly saying of like, he had to deal with Kevin Costner's BS. Yeah. The classiest but shade. Yeah, very, very restrained and diplomatic. Wow. Oh, uh, but that audience, Incredible. the audience like cheers after he says, uh, this is a healthy reminder that subtlety isn't everything. They are cackling and rightfully so. Uh, but there were other actors who were considered for this role right off the bat. Old Dumbledore himself, Michael Gambon was considered for the sheriff, mm. which I could see. Uh, sure. John Hurt was considered he's been up for so many things we've discussed lately i know uh oliver reed oh yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. although having thinking back to cutthroat island which was only a couple years later like it's probably for the best that he wasn't uh you know if he if he couldn't handle two weeks of filming on that (laughs) because he was so drunk then probably he's not gonna be able to handle this but oliver reed is yeah he's cozying up with fryer tuck he's learning all about the joys of grain yeah 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 but but thinking of him you know in oliver as bill sykes you know he is incredibly menacing when he wants to be ian mckellen was considered really i know interesting i mean sure 
Um, he's not, he's you know he's a Shakespearean. He's not afraid of no, size. No, it's very true. And I mean, he's played villains before, but it's oh, not yeah. quite. But thinking this thinking of him vibe. as Richard the Third, which is more restrained yeah. than when we were watching it, Jeff was saying like, "Oh, we were robbed of an Alan Rickman Richard the Third. Like, look at this. Like, and the whole getup is yeah. very that." Um, but thinking of like the glee in McKellen's Richard the Third, which is only a few years later, you right. know, like I think he could have brought some of that, but it would not have been probably as. Uh, uh, deliciously unhinged you and know? that's what i'm so glad we got is oh, deliciously yeah. unhinged alan rickman but that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy the way it works two of the following actors were up for the role of the sheriff and one was not and amy joe and evan have to guess which is which your options are charmander <laughs> charmander <laughs> squirtle and pikachu <laughs> two of them what, were not up bulbasaur <laughs> Who? Wow, you really zag there. Charmander, Squirtle, and Pikachu. You know how Hollywood loves to go for the biggest name, even if it's not a... Look at the lead of this movie. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I wish that Charmander would just burn Kevin Costner's performance to a crisp. Uh, No, your options are Tim Curry, Patrick Stewart, and Sam Neill. Two of these actors were considered for the Sheriff of Nottingham, and one was not. Hmm. So two yes, one no. Two yes, one no. So you have to guess which is the no. Which one of these was not up for the sheriff, but is simply some guy. Tim Curry, Sam Neill, and who was the who was the second? Patrick Stewart. I'm gonna say Bulbasaur. Tim Bulbasaur. <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna say Tim Curry. Okay. I'm um, also. I I want Tim Curry to have been up for this, but I feel like that's too good. So I'm gonna say Tim Curry is some guy. I'm saying Tim Curry because I already have the Alan Rickman version, and I feel like they would deliver similar, similar end level, product. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, ding, ding, ding to both of you, because Tim Curry, as far as I could tell, was not up for the sheriff. Patrick Stewart was considered, and Sam Neill turned it down. Good so, on Sam Neill. Oh, we could have had okay. the Sam Neill sheriff, uh, but I like both those options I a do lot. I do, too. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of the ones who were considered, I kind of, I think that, Either of them, if we if we could not have gotten Alan Rickman's uh, incredibly bananas performance in this. Uh, so those are all the characters that I found other casting options for. There are a few characters we didn't mention. I want to briefly touch on them. Geraldine McEwen as Mortiana, this witch, who apparently is a cut scene. She's supposed to reveal that she's Alan Rickman's mother and that she's been ah. organizing all of this for the purpose of getting a grandson that makes on the that throne. line about Marion giving them a child make a lot sure. more sense. Yeah, yeah, but I think she's. I mean, to me, she's a hoot and a half. I think she's having a, a ball. She's and having a good time. Bananas. I mm-hmm. love her. I. It is absolutely unnecessary, and I am not mad about it. Uh, Michael Wincott is the guy of Gisborne, who's the sheriff's uh, number two, who just has like such a great like throaty bass voice. What a voice. Yeah, so yes. He's in, uh, he's a small supporting role in Nope, Jordan Peele's newest film, where uh, he at one oh. point is just menacingly, just like giving us like a spoken word performance of one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple <laughs> people eater. And it's so <laughs> delightfully stupid. I like, I love it, but it's also been, it goes on so long. I'm just, it was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. 
and then continues on for about two verses and a chorus. Sure. Wow. Uh, sure. But I, I love it because I love, you know, if you got a voice like that, honestly, I want to hear it all the time. Use it. Yeah. Uh, it was this guy, Nick Brimble, as Little John. And I really liked him. Sue Druitt as, as Fanny, Fanny, his wife. And I, mm-hmm. it, that was some of the most aff- affected I was, was the big like action scene where they're getting, Sherwood Forest is getting burned down. And it's like Fanny is stuck on some platform and, uh, little John. John's over there and I'm like this is the most I've cared about what's happening and it's nonsense um, agreed but they were helping sell a lot of it absolutely and I think this what Nick Brimble is his name Nick Brimble oh, what a great, great name. name it's Nick Brimble <laughs> um like his eyes are so like like the color just goes like like it just piercingly reads, blue piercingly blue yeah, those Paul and Newman he's got eyes. that like shock of like Floofy hair and beard, and it, which I just feel like makes a perfect and such a frame. like charming rosy smile. Yes. Again, he's a he's an adorable Hobbit, and <laughs> I just I really liked him, and I liked this actress um, who played Fanny as well. What was her name? Uh, Sue Druitt, I believe is Sue how you pronounce Druitt. her name. They, I just thought they were doing you know making this work and making it seem like this is a normal movie. You know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. when they were doing the thing, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is how actors act. This is this is a, a movie. Oh right, this is this how is actors, how actors uh, act. I forgot. I'm looking at a lot of these performances for two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, Michael McShane is this fire tuck. Honestly, we don't have Prince John in this film. We should not have. I think we could do away with fire tuck too. Because I, I, I was. I mean, you get this banana. We didn't mention this corrupt bishop. And Firetuck loads him up with like, and here's your 30 pieces of silver and kicks him out a window. And it was like, if this was a different movie with different characters, what a great, cool moment that would have been. But was bananas to me watching it. Yeah, especially because like Tuck is not super sympathetic and he comes in so late into the movie that we don't get a lot of time to build a rapport with him that doesn't feel hostile he's hostile to everybody you know until he is i just it just felt like his entrance came too late for me to feel like he was really on side yeah um not that i ever not that i ever thought like oh he's not really on their team but i just never felt like he was really incorporated into the group in a way that made me care about him i just found him annoying um and then we yeah what well, he closes the movie and he closed he's yeah. seeing us out into the credits that moment with him and the the corrupt bishop uh, felt like another instance to me of this like the movie is doing way too many things but it is also trying to like close every loop yeah right and so like well of course the friar and the bishop have to have the like good triumphs over evil moment and of course uh, there's the moment with uh, Azim at the fire, right? And like the, they refer to him in a sav- as a savage, which is terrible. And he says, no, yes, I am a savage, but no more than you. And like, ah, now they're all chums. Isn't that great? You know, mm-hmm. like the ways in which the movie has introduced a lot of ideas and then like, well, we is no longer racism. interested in them. Right. right, exactly. And then comes to the end and like ties up a bow somewhere. Yeah. No, it's very true. And then that's our my last person I have to just chat about is Morgan Freeman as Azim, which it is like on the one hand, this character could also be removed from the film and nothing's really changing, but mm-hmm. he's just doing a lot of great work. And it, it is, you know, reading up, it was um one of the earlier, more positive portrayals of of uh a Muslim 
the Muslim religion, uh-huh. like in, in For sure. big budget movies that you have, like one of the first things he does is like, it's like, all right, which way, you know, which way is, which way is, east. Which way is east. So he's praying. And then that's why Kevin Costner is getting besieged by guys that he has to fight all himself because Morgan Freeman is praying. And it's kind of treated as a joke, but not the fact that he is praying. Like none, none of the fact of him, he's not being treated as the joke. And the movie seems mm-hmm. on the right side of all that, as stupid as this movie is. It at least has that going for it, that Morgan Freeman seems to always be on top of the ball and ahead of everyone else. And it is like an indispensable member of the team, uh, from the, his rousing speech to the fact that he can bring in telescopes. <laughs> and gunpowder somehow. Yeah, did he just inv- create gunpowder? Like, I, yeah, did he smuggle he's just got it a from lot of Jerusalem? Know-how. I have no idea. Um, but I'm glad we got it, even though yeah. it's uh, and above the title, too. That was a nice surprise. That it was Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah, it's nice, too, because they have so many scenes together and trying to imagine this with a lesser actor and then the op- opposite Costner, like thinking about like just like how well Morgan Freeman comes across in this movie thinks about it makes me think like oh yeah like how much heavy lifting he's actually doing that we don't even see just so he can like go beyond a certain level of good you know what I mean how much heavy lifting he was doing to get those jacked arms in the beginning scene that's what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about uh but final thoughts anything we haven't touched on any other small roles any Pokemon you'd like to assign to some of these smaller parts you'd like to assign to any of these smaller roles I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, I just, uh, this idea popped into my head and I can't get rid of it. Um, I want Nathan Lane as Duncan and Jack Black as Tuck and I want that buddy comedy. (laughs) And we're just following the two of them. We're just following one guy who is so drunk that he can barely stay standing and one guy who is blind and doesn't know where they're going. And that's the animated series spinoff version of this movie. Sure. That's, it's the two of them. It's Duncan and Tuck. I'm, um, digging that. I also, I I think, this is silly. The Matrix doesn't map poorly onto this movie. Go on. Uh-huh. As long as you can accept Keanu Reeves as Robin Hood, I, I accept think it more than better. Kevin Costner. Yes, I was I honestly thinking like he wouldn't be a terrible Will Scarlet, strictly in comparison to Christian Slater. He cannot True. do a British yes. accent to save his life, but right. If you do away with that entirely. Which they have. Reeves also has the younger energy, which I would have preferred the, all all the way through, as opposed to this yeah. like weirdly. Yes, I I just le- like I was a young man and I left for the Crusades, and it took six years, and I aged twenty years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think Carrie Ann Moss has the same sort of like yeah. steel spine, oh. keep her fighting all the way Love through it. the movie that we have for Maid Marian. Yes. Uh, obviously, Lawrence Fishburne can be our Azim. Oh, of yeah. course. Great. Yeah. Uh, Hugo I mean, weaving as yeah. the sheriff yes. of Nottingham. How that did works I not for think me. of him for this to begin with? I'll cut That's your right. heart out with a spoon, Mr. Anderson. Exactly. But there um, is and... no spoon, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to bend it with their minds. Then that means that um, the, the the guy of whatever guy his name. Guy gets born, old Joey Pants. Uh, that's right joey pants can <laughs> slot into that role Amazing. real easy um and then maybe like marcus chong who's the actor who plays tank could yeah. be our little will scarlet yes. oh or will scarlet oh our sure scarlet. Yeah, yeah 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 oh then um, dozer he, he also dozer can be and then dozer could John. be yes exactly i'm loving yeah. this. this is strong work yeah <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> evan what would you like to recommend 
Uh, well, first, um, there's this great podcast that I love um, that's called And Almost Starring. Oh. What? Um, uh, and they've got this great Patreon. It's patreon.com slash starring, and you can get an extra episode every month. Wow, this um, sounds like it's... great. A great deal. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> I'm signing up right now. Um, I, I also love to like all of their posts on Instagram and uh, and rate them on wherever I listen to my podcast. Wow, you're a really great listener, Evan. To whatever so podcast much. this is that I've certainly never heard. <laughs> um, I also, I like, I was just talking about this show with some friends of mine, um, and it kind of came and went, but I think it's an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous TV show that didn't get the light it deserved, which is the the Apple TV Plus adaptation of Pachinko. Oh, um, yeah. Which is absolutely beautiful. It's like gorgeous filmmaking. Um, and then they also do a really brilliant thing with the subtitles because the 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 script is mostly in Korean and Japanese, and then every now and then there's some English as well. Um, but the the subtitles are in different colors, mm. so you can see and like what language the characters are speaking is very important to the the story and like the the world of these characters because um, that's what the, the the story is about. It tracks this uh, Korean family over three or four generations from Korea in the Japanese occupation into when they moved to Japan and then to America. Um, the book is also wonderful, um, but I, I really love the TV show and I feel like it kind of came and went. So I, I recommend that. Perfect. The, um, the film, The Handmaiden also has a lot of subtitles in, in Korean and Japanese and yes. they change the color depending on what they're That's speaking. Right. Because That's also right. it's very important what language they're speaking when. Good it's call. It's a good yes. device. Yeah. Amy Jo. Yarp, what are you recommending this week? I'm going to recommend a stand-up special that I love that I've watched a billion times. Um, and it's Reese Nicholson live at the Athenaeum. Um, that's Reese, R-H-Y-S, Nicholson. And he's an Aussie comic that I think many people will know if they watched uh, Drag Race Down Under. He is the ginger-haired guest judge uh, who is the best part of the entire series. And he's... So funny, like just this fantastic young gay comedian that and it's a hilarious stand special. I've watched it truly. I have it practically memorized and uh, it's on Netflix. So it's Reese Nicholson live at the Athen. Well, I could be saying it wrong, but it's the Athenaeum. <laughs> Love it. Jeff. Amy Jo. What are you recommending this well, week? Well, you know, we've been doing this Dog Days Month and I'm not going out of my way, but I've just been recommending good things and i thought for our last <laughs> week of dog days month i could recommend a stupid thing uh so i'm going to recommend the 2021 film the voyeurs which is very watchably ridiculously stupid but is like a gen z millennial rear window yeah, yeah. Uh, with the uh, sydney sweeney mm -hmm. of euphoria and uh, the white lotus and Justice Smith is this young couple of this apartment where Justice Smith of Detective Pikachu. Justice Smith of Detective Pikachu. How dare I'm we sorry. leave that part out on this <laughs> the episode where Evan Maltby guests? <laughs> oh, and uh, it's yeah, it's they they're it's yeah, it's like a rear window. It's honestly the less you know about it going in, the better. But it is like a very stupid mystery. Thriller but so fun. We watched with it bananas with friends and just like there it's one of those that if you watch with a group of people, there will be a lot of like, what? And ah, 
Yeah, in a really satisfying way. It's like a it's yes. a very silly, sexy thriller, and uh, my jaw was mm-hmm. on the floor at most of the twists in the back yeah, half yeah, of the yeah. film. Uh, but that's what we're recommending this week. Da da da. So huge thank you to Evan Maltby, our adopted son. You did us proud, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. Uh, we're so glad you could join us. Uh, that for to, for all of us to experience this boring slog of a film together. <laughs> Uh, where can people find you, Evan, if they would like to do so? Uh, well, you can find me uh, posting irregularly on Instagram at uh, at Mulpies Falcon. Um, and uh, I recommend that you never tweet. Um, but if you must, I'm <laughs> at Evan Mulpy on Twitter. Brilliant. And if they wanted to watch your episodes of Pokemon, where should they go looking? Or even see, um, just season. Or for Yu-Gi-Oh! Se- Sevens, because this is the newer thing that has just so, uh, dropped recently. Oh. Yes. Uh, my episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! are on Hulu right now. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens is streaming on Hulu. Um, and I believe uh, the episodes of Pokemon that I'm on are no longer on Netflix. Now they are available through Amazon Prime. Cool, cool, cool. Fabulous. Well, listener, do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at analmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. And be like Evan Maltby and follow us on Instagram and like our posts and you too shall know what movie we're doing a few days before the episode drops. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.